What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Hey pod people, Engineer Adam here, jumping in for a quick second to let you know about the brand new all-in-one platform for all of you creative podcasters out there. Anchor makes it easier than ever to make a podcast. It's free to use and has all the creation tools you need to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Plus, Anchor will get your podcast set up on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are found. Even better, Anchor helps you connect with sponsors, even if you're just starting out. It's the perfect choice for podcasters, so make sure to check it out. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Back to the show. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. And guess what? You don't have to die at the hands of a shape-shifting clown to join. No, all you have to do is tune in every Friday as us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. Each week, we'll either spend hours reading between the pages of one of his books or chew on his latest tweets and Hollywood headlines. What's more, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Mick Garris, Jerry O'Connell, Mary Lambert, Will Wheaton, and the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello, all of you wonderful pod people out there. This is This Must Be the Gig, your backstage pass to the world of live music and performance. This is uh, your usual co-host, engineer Adam Kivel. Unfortunately, host extraordinaire Lior Phillips, unavailable to record a little intro here for you at the moment. So uh, you're stuck with me, but hopefully I'll get you through and sorted to the show. For those of you joining us for the first time, here's what you need to know. Lior interviews an expert from the world of live music and performance, whether that's a musician, a festival founder, a choreographer and comedian and artist or actor, anybody who's obsessed with the world of live music. We're here to learn more about them and share that with you. This week, Lior is reporting again from the wonderful world of Iceland Airwaves in Reykjavik, and she's spoken with three members of the incredible Reykjavik Urdaitur. I am not pronouncing that correctly, but I went a little bit confidently, so I'm going to feel good about that. The group is a collective of female rappers, producers, DJs, all coming together under a banner of incredible hip-hop music. And anybody that knows the Icelandic music scene knows that it's a fertile hotbed of rap and hip-hop, which might come as a surprise, but it's true. 
So Lior spoke with the three members of the band about how exactly the collective formed, the obstacles they faced as a female collective in the overwhelmingly male-driven hip-hop world, uh, what it is exactly to be disgustingly cool, and their various side projects and solo projects and how they all fuel each other to be better in every way and support each other. It's an incredible conversation. Whatever you do, be sure to track them down on social media at RVKDTR. That's at RVKDTR. The group did just release an incredible mixtape called Shrimp Cocktail. It's a fantastic record of exactly what they're capable of, but if you go to find them on social media, again, RVKDTR, you will find all of their various side projects and solo projects spawning there from the main project, and you will just be enveloped in an incredible world of female Icelandic rap and hip-hop. One last thing, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, everything you can possibly do, it all helps. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at TMBTGPod. Rate us, review us, subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, or wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. We will give you a shout-out on the show. It's that simple. And now, let's get back to it. This is Lior with Reykjavik Gordaitor. Enjoy! Stina. Uh, my name is Salka Valstotir. And I'm Raka Holm. So, where are you from? I'm from here, from uh, the capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I'm from Vestmanair. Where is that? It's the southest point of Iceland. It's like a little island in the south. But you live in Reykjavik now. Of course, there's nothing <laughs> to do there. <laughs> um, <Sweet>. s- <laughs> What did you say? You have to talk I'm into sorry, the mic. I said I was <laughs> going to betray your hometown. Yeah. <laughs> but I was kidding. Um, so tell me, just for the people that haven't heard, anybody can talk, for the people that haven't heard what the project and the collective is all about. Yeah, so Reykjavikudaitr is a 12-piece female hip-hop group formed in Reykjavik in 2013. Um, and we are just uh, like n- known for our live performances since we are very dynamic and uh, have a, like a high energy live show that showcases a lot of uh, women having fun together on stage, which isn't, which isn't that common in mm. pop culture, I think, to see uh, women just like, you know, doing what ever they want and having fun with it Mm. and I think that's what the group is about making space and a platform for different uh, female voices to do what they want and Mm. say what they want you nailed that (laughs) (laughs) so do you feel do you feel like it all started because obviously I've watched you right from the beginning and do you feel like it all started because there was a need for a all-female collective or that you felt a little bit squashed out and pushed out of the industry and hip-hop especially mm-hmm. i think sorry did somebody uh, ask me and raga are actually new in the band so this is a good question for okay us. yeah uh i think that it did like maybe a little bit subconsciously as well i mm-hmm. mean i think I'm, I'm not sure everybody got into it 
for for that reason also they just like wanted to try hip hop and wanted right. to, you know were interested in this field but um i think it's also like this uh you know it it comes at the same time as uh the uh, you know icelandic society they you know just the conversation about feminism has become uh, become mm-hmm. much you know more open and bigger and i think from there women probably had more uh, just courage and to mm. to you know want to speak up about or do what they wanted you know or mm. try new things Absolutely. and felt like there might be space for them to do that mm. and so i think it was like a bl- mixture of both you know uh, us wanting to put like feeling a bit, a bit you know discriminated against and feeling um as there was some space that we needed to create and take and own and also uh, just from pure uh, interest and you know passion for the music and mm. for the performance, so mm. kind of a yeah, a little bit both. A little bit of both. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about. I'll ask you first. Uh, your so you said that you're new to the to the band. I know that I saw you last year. How new are you to the uh, band? Two years. Okay. I kind of meant not not from the beginning. Yes. <laughs> but Raga's been for a year now, right? Yeah, but you're like. Now more in the front. I, w- I started out as regular with this DJ yeah, two years ago, and I think uh, one year ago maybe I started to rap and sing with him. And today I am only doing that, and I've we've replaced the DJ. Yes, we have a great DJ now. Yes, kind of Oh really? Yeah. Why did you choose to replace the DJ? Because she had it's such a big, you yeah. know, s- um, you know. S- uh, like presence. She had such yeah. a big role in the show, and it was, you know, just so meshed to Thor, you know, back mm. and forth behind the DJ table, mm. and it had you know, become like a scheduled thing where, like, okay, so now Thor has to be in the front, so Sasha, yeah. you'll run back and like do that, like switch from the that song to the next, and then Raka at this point, you will have to do it. Like, yeah. it was just had gotten to a point where there was basically no DJ anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thera was just in the front. So yeah. She was all sweating, like, <laughs> running and yeah. back and forth behind the DJ table and, you know. Yeah. it's. I also think what's so wonderful is that I never feel like it's crazy, the live shows, in a good way, the best way. But I never feel like anyone is excluded. Like, even though you say she's in the back or she's in the front... It always feels like everybody has equal amount of time. Mm-hmm. Is that difficult to plan? Like, especially with women, we like to, you know, show off. We have, to, you know, we're proud of our talents. Is that difficult to try and organize with all the different people? Because you said there's 12. Yeah. So. I think it kind of, uh, part of the dynamic of the live show, it's not necessarily that everybody has to have the same amount of, like, verses or mm-hmm. lyrics. It's more like... I feel that the energy is very much um, caring and like, you know, it's it's not about your ego. It's about like the uh, presence of the group as a whole. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're thinking of when we're on stage. We're not like, how can I make myself more, you know, uh, you know, just appear to be the alpha here or something. It's just yeah. like, a, how can we make the show as dynamic and uh, energetic and fun as possible? And I think with that being the motto of the... Or just like, yeah, like the motto of the group when we're rehearsing and when we're, you know, that's what we're going into the show thinking. And therefore, Mm. it doesn't really matter. Even if you weren't rapping at all, you can still 
uh, take off up a lot of space and you can still like showcase that person. And really often I remember a girl in a group that had like two lines at some show, but she like her appearances were like she has purple hair and she was like <laughs> doing all the choreographs and everything. Yeah. And they were like, she was so great. I mean, she wasn't even barely rapping and people like <laughs> didn't even notice because yeah. it doesn't really matter. It's not about that. So it's not really a fight of like, no, you're mm -hmm. you know you have two verses more than me or something. That because yeah. that's not you know that's not the point and it doesn't matter. We know that's not going to be uh, the you know what's resulting in what people will yeah. remember. You know. Also, like we have toured together a lot, so there's a lot of trust in the group, mm -hmm. and uh, we have come pretty close, I guess. We are all best friends. We are. It's. I think almost everyone is doing their solo project, so. Inplastir, how do you say it? Inspiration. So, like, we, insp I get inspiration from every single person in the group. So that's it's kind of a unique, like, mm -hmm. dynamic relationship. Yeah. So tell me, when was the first time that you figured out that you wanted to do this? Like, you wanted to perform, or I know you said you started as a DJ, but when was the first time you felt like music is the is the the path that I want to take? Anyone can go first. You can go first. Okay, so want. I also started out as a DJ mm. um, ten years ago, and when uh, Reykjavikutater were created. I, uh, you know, I just fell in love with the band. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't in that party, and I was like, "Oh my God, why am not? Why am I not in this party?" <laughs> and that's kind of yeah. where, you know, like they really inspire women to do, I think, at least hip hop, and they got me, like, you know, very enthusiastic mm -hmm. to uh, create my own music. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, I gotta do a song with them," and then we did a collab, and that was kind of where my real interest started to doing hip-hop music and mm. i really really like wanted to be a part of the band and i really put myself into it yeah <laughs> yeah and look at so you it, yeah. look at you now well, yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah I, I get that yeah. I, I see that and and i love that you were also so accepted of course you were so accepted in, yes. in the fold yes, it's yes, really yes. important Look such a good rapper. Oh, <laughs> you really stop are, though. It. I told you, <laughs> I, you. I, I, off, off air, I told her that her new project, which is called? Uh, Bipolar. And where can people find that music? On well? Spotify. Um, it's an amazing new solo project. Well, is it Thank solo? You. I know I heard that one song with it's somebody a else. It's a solo, solo project, but yeah. I have a lot of featuring artists because, uh, you know, I, I just yeah, <laughs> and I you know I just saw that I I like doing featuring stuff. I don't like you know. Uh, in the end, I was like, why am I doing solo? Because <laughs> most of the songs are featured, yeah. and that's you know th I'm comfortable on stage with uh, people, and when I'm with them, I have a with Reykjavikutætur on stage. I feel so much different than being alone. I'm mm. I'm lonely, mm. and I just want to have have someone there with, with uh, me on you know? stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, where did you? When did you figure out that this is what you wanted to do? That music was the path that you wanted to pursue. Um, I think like as being, do you want me to hold this? <laughs> 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 um, like uh, because the beginning of the the group, because I was uh, like uh, one of the original members of the group, and then I mean it started kind of accidentally everything, so it happened really fast, and it was very much just us trying to do something, and you know we weren't really pursuing to be a band or anything. We just wanted to, you know, have a safe environment to try experience with hip hop. So mm -hmm. I don't think I necessarily made a decision like 
I'm going to like like you did like I'm gonna pursue this I'm gonna you know right I'm gonna I'm gonna organic. push myself to get in there yeah, yeah it was just like I was interested in trying it with my friends and it kind of just like evolved, evolved <laughs> to this point yeah but like I mean um, through that process I guess I uh, just developed a lot of um, enthusiasm for being like a, a better rapper and I think I, I was very motivated at, at first by the hate that we got. Like I was like, did you get a lot of hate in the beginning? Oh, we, we still do. yeah, we still do. Like a and lot of hate. Really? Yeah, we were completely uh, you outcasted. You don't get that at all from the outside. No, no. But we were p- completely almost outcasted in the Icelandic media. They were booed off a stage before they got it onto it. So, you know. Yeah. When was that? What year was this that? This is like 2014, 15, 16, 17 and 18. I remember coming to <laughs> like Roskilde. I, s- I like shot you. I shot photos of you at Roskilde Festival. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was like 2016. 16. 16. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, abroad crowd is not... Uh, and comparable abroad. we almo- almost yeah. don't play in Iceland anymore basically um, like just at festivals. but you know who's because it's so small like yeah. from where I come from in South Africa I live in uh, obviously the States now but it, it's so small that you can see you know who's booing so do you know <laughs> the people that are booing you yes we know them all and oh you should gosh. know that <laughs> call them out <laughs> we know what you're we, 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 yeah, we have a you know we have a bigger scam like we have we have a lot yeah, of things plan. coming for you yeah. guys. No, <laughs> but basically, I mean, we just met a lot of criticism and hate, and uh, much because of it was it an all women's collective, or because they fe- felt uh, that it was so different uh, to traditional hip hop. I think it's um, the root of it is that it's female, and it's uh, something that females weren't supposed to do. Basically, it was something that was quite unheard of in the Icelandic hip-hop community. It still is pretty much like a male-dominant... Yes, definitely. Like hip-hop and rap. But it's also because we were not professionals. We were amateurs. Like, we started and we made one song which was to advertise a, like, open mic night, female rap night. Um, So this song wasn't even thought of as, like, we're a band. We're, you know, (laughs) giving you... Yeah, this is our first (laughs) single. It was just, like, we didn't even think of it as... A song even it was just like I don't know even what we were thinking but <laughs> I mean when we when we re- uh, released it it just blew up like everybody had seen it and so in three months or something we went from being like calling each other like hey do you want to try and do a rap song to being like Fully. uh just famous in Iceland yeah. and being a band that, that you know the media had decided to make us a band and they also had decided that we were like the new spokesperson people for feminism in Iceland and like yeah, how are you going really to tough. yeah so it was yeah. just like a lot of responsibility and we were all amateurs and we were also criticized um, harshly for that for being bad rappers which we were like we sucked because we <laughs> hadn't done it like for yeah. a second so um, and I think I mean this is something that females you rarely see uh, a woman doing something she's an amateur at um, publicly I mean because we have a very strong idea of like yeah because women think like if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna have to do it perfectly otherwise i will be criticized i mean the the entire uh you know female society will be criticized Mm -hmm. it's like if one female can't rap then nobody can rap you know and that responsibility puts women off from being amateurs publicly Mm. so i think like one of the most amazing things about this group 
in retrospect, is this, like seeing women being amateurs, having fun together publicly and not Learning. being ashamed about yeah. it and not being apologetic Absolutely. about it. And though even today, like, I think we're all really good. Like now yeah, we've been rapping for five years and like we're producing and we're like doing everything. And um, I mean, just to have had this journey, you know, in the public eye, I think is really important for also just young girls to be able to see that, like mm -hmm. you can do something and be bad at it and Learn. That's okay. And it's and okay. Whilst you're doing yeah, it. just like go for it. I love it. that point. I feel like nobody, there's so, I've, spe I've spoken to thousands of people in my career, and it's so rare that people are like, it's okay to get up there and not know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. It's okay to just mess up a little. But you're right, there is a standard that you need to get. And I didn't realize it was here as well, because it seems from the outside, of course, it seems so loving and caring. Everybody's mm -hmm. in, you know, there's one guy in 12 bands mm -hmm. and everybody's, you know, knows each other. Yeah. But I think that that's a really important point. And that was mm -hmm. really important at that point because there was no space for women in hip hop. So yeah. And you still feel like it's like that today? No, I don't feel exactly like that. I think it's changed yeah. a lot. Um, I think I like everything. I mean, feminism and like the ideas that our society kind of um, builds on is often like back and forth. So sometimes I feel like we've come, I mean, it's always like four steps ahead, two steps back or something. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes I feel like it's gotten a lot better and then I feel like it gets a little bit worse and then it gets a little bit better, you know. It's, it's gotten better, <laughs> but we still have a long way to go. Yeah, definitely. And people often ask us like, how how is it here? Like how do you do it? Like you were so good at, you know, equality and feminism is still, like super important here, mm. but there is so much work still left to do. Like, mm -hmm. but yeah, there was a New York Times article even saying that Iceland Airwaves was the first festival to have 50 50, yeah. 50 mm -hmm. percent woman, female, female led, and 50 percent male. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we have other festivals in Iceland that, that don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I could don't even come close are, to that. They're yeah. promoting. They just opened up like a, a a radio station, and they you know have to say it and cool. promote one on one. Yeah, you have to say. Yeah, one on one released uh, uh, a radio station, Which and they had to like point it out that we're playing fifty fifty female and women. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, mm -hmm. we're all about that. You know, it, it always has to be like said out loud. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, like it's not a normal thing. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. But it isn't because I mean, most hip hop around the world, if you look at the charts, is is pop male. Yeah. And or male, yeah. obviously, that's a given. But the females that are in it are mostly pop. Like, look, like Nicki Minaj, like all the people who rap. A lot of the, but there's there are a lot of younger, up and coming rappers, female, mm -hmm. that are starting to break out of that, and mm -hmm. they still get more hate than you can imagine because obviously the states there's thousands millions of people yeah. um but so what makes you continue doing it then if you're getting you know i think it's like a fast fascinating genre to be yeah um making like being a woman in it it's i mean it's the mo it's probably the hardest genre to pick possibly because like yeah, everywhere definitely. you look like Females in hip hop get like they have it the worst of females yeah. in any genre, I think. But well, I guess you you kind of build your own, I don't know, skin. You get a thick skin, I guess. I think there's but just like me, uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't like it, doesn't bother me that much anymore. Mm -hmm. And 
and it's just the change also for like the younger generations. I, s I, s I can see the change there. So for me, that's very important. Yeah, but yeah. And we are, you know, supporting the scene. Thur As just released. Her arm is around. <laughs> yeah. I love that. We're, we're such a tight group. Yeah, we you really are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we are promoting the scene. I mean, Thur released a CD called Timen. They are releasing yeah. an album. Tomorrow yeah. Friday. We're all no, trying Friday. to, you know. Yeah. Um, just help each other. But what was the first concert that you ever saw? The first show, the first live music performance that you ever saw? Wow, I, I just remember my first theater. <laughs> uh, this is a hard question. Yeah, do you know yours? I, I can think of mine. Y yeah, well, yeah the first, you think the first uh, concert. Then. Yeah, yeah. Or, or just any live show, live music show, or any live performance. Like I kind of grew up in a theater, so I saw a lot of performances. But like I remember distinctly my first show where I saw women on stage, because like, because um, you don't go to concerts when you're a kid, like not usually, except like uh, kids' concerts, I guess. <laughs> but um, and I like listened to a lot of rock music then, and also some hip hop, but like males only and and mainly males in the other genre as well mm -hmm. and i remember Local like or uh, or both both okay. yeah but like what what was like in front of me as a child and as like a young teenager was mm -hmm. male completely and i remember going um being like interested in like all my uh, boyfriends at the time were like in bands and i was like <laughs> super fascinated by them yeah. but i didn't really think that there was a place for me in a band like i thought it was kind of I, I just couldn't think of it that way mm. unless I would be like a singer or being doing something that somebody else would you know produce mm. for me and I went to uh, Iceland Airwaves when I was 16 uh, 2011 I think my first Airwaves wow. and uh, I went to see Mammut and I had never like heard of them or seen them mm -hmm. and I remember like that show very well because and then there are three women fronting that band yeah. and i remember, I remember also as a teenager i remember being kind of like it kind of like sh it not shocked me but kind of really uh you know made an impression on me and mm -hmm. was like a kind of the first time i mean i think it's kind of ridiculous to think of it that the first time i ever saw like women playing Female, on stage yeah. like being all obviously in charge of what they're doing and what is being made and presented on that stage. Mm. Um, and that, my first time seeing that was at 16 years, even though I was like a music, l like I d knew every like member of every band I listened to and the year they yeah, the you know <laughs> split up and got back together. I was like a big music nerd, mm. but still I was like very, um, I was lacking a lot in female role models. And I think mm. probably this is also one of the reasons why you know that drives you in, and and yeah, yeah, look, keep on, and also just being independent in your own uh, making of music and. We um, had like pop icons like Brigitte Hegdal and um, yeah. uh, Salma, which went to Eurovision for us. But apart from that genre, there was there was no one in the rock scene except from like Mammoth yeah. was probably the first one, mm -hmm. and the rap scene there was like one woman rapping. Which was seven. in like ninety eight. Cell seven, yeah. I saw her last year. Yeah. Amazing. <coughs> She's so amazing. good. So we had no role models for yeah. genres when we were kids. No, because who she did you listen to like internationally then? Who like uh, international artists when you were younger? My first CD was Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, there was I, I didn't know any female rappers then. No. Missy Elliott. Elliot, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, there was like these 
one woman in Iceland, one woman in mm. the States or something, which mm-hmm. is just It was a ridiculous. very small pool yeah. of mm. options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So do you remember your first show? You know, yeah, but I'm not going to get that. You know, it wasn't a female group. Okay. But it was Korn. Oh, really? And I loved I it. I mean, that was like the best. I also yeah. saw Korn when I was younger. Yeah. That was nuts. <laughs> like the floor was yeah. opening up. And yeah. I was like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And after that, there was Prodigy. So, you know, that's... But, yeah. you know... Still a still live show. Yeah. Like, you've still got that feeling. Yeah. Like, you're and it taken was, you know, aback. I was seeing icons that I loved. And, you know, that was... So they came to Iceland or did you go... They came here and... It's a long time ago. You still had to go in lines and buy tickets, like in the mall. You couldn't <laughs> buy them online. Yes. No. And you were like, oh my God, I have a ticket in People my hands. Outside, yeah. yeah, to buy a yeah, ticket. And you, yeah. <laughs> to corn. That's amazing. Yeah. And you, do you remember your first show now? No, I just, I've been <laughs> in concerts like since I can remember myself. Like uh, every year we had this big festival in my island. Not in my island. Uh, but the first like, show here was probably sh- I went to Sugar Babes Ooh, when girl. I was 12 <laughs> and then girl. following like we had a really all, all of a sudden we had a really big concert scene w- that we were importing yeah. big bands all of a sudden yeah. so that was the time when Korn came Muse came Incubus, I was a big Muse fan Foo Fighters Foo Fighters oh it was crazy it was like <laughs> concerts yeah. every month and that had never been no. like that here so no and uh, do you do you feel like there is a lot more to do in the in the scene here? Like, do you feel like you're gonna stay with the hip hop scene, or do you feel like there's other things that you want to conquer or Would do, <laughs> other than obviously needing, or not needing, but having to travel in order to feel accepted? Do you feel like the scene will ever change? I I think as the you know f- as a group. I think we will do hip hop. We tr- we tried a little bit mm-hmm. of uh, other things, <laughs> and you know it was kind of, you know. But I think, like for my sakes, if I want to do something else, I do it as my solo thing. Mm. Yeah. Like uh, you know, and and I think yeah, each of us yeah. express. You have a very unique, you know, pop style. Yeah, you and then Cypress like is like experimental hip hop. Yeah, like a dark so dark hip hop thing. Yeah. yeah. So but. I think I the think group, and y- you know, we yeah. yeah, we have Steinen. She's she's in a reggae band. Yeah, you know. So and Katrin is in what you know some dreamy. Yeah. yeah. So <coughs> I think as the band we will stick to hip hop. Yeah. What do you what do you guys say? I think yeah. I mean mm-hmm. I think this is I think maybe our next logical step will be to like evolve our sound a little bit, make yeah, it more distinctive and like mm-hmm. more our own. Um, but I think, like, aside from that, we have, I think, like, at the least of our uh, worries is to, like, create, um, I think we have come up, you know, come up with a really unique sound, like, lyrical and um, yeah. vocally wise mm-hmm. and uh, energy wise. But I think mainly for me now, like, we've been working from the beginning with a lot of different producers and I think we're going to narrow it to... Uh, just a smaller pool of right, uh, just to hone your sound. Yeah, basically yeah. just to make it a little bit. I mean, it's definitely something now, but I think it's mainly rooted in the way we perform them and in the way our vocals are different. And I think we're gonna have to like 
sum that up in mm. our soundscapes as well and i think that's mm. like what we're going to be working on for the next year we're also narrowing us ourselves as a band like yeah. we were kind of a collective with a lot more members in mm. it yes and now we're only always eight on stage with our dj so mm-hmm. i guess we're narrowing also the project itself project. yeah and do you have any like i usually i'm interested in not the pre-show rituals like things that you do together to get amped like to get excited mm-hmm. you can tell me those as well but i'm also quite interested in what you do after a show yeah. i think that's much more interesting so oh my god <laughs> you're getting so you know i really want to say that we we'll go to after party on a party. yacht we go onto the yacht and <laughs> sail out the sea and you know do a lot of partying but you know, you most of them are mothers, and uh, you know, we usually go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes we party. Not, not too often, though. Uh, not in Iceland, uh, I think. You no, know, not in Iceland, but yeah, we know. We play a lot abroad, and we have a lot of mm. traveling, and you, it, it's yeah, we're tired old people. <laughs> so what do you what do you do then before you get on stage? Because obviously, I love your outfits. But so, what do you do like in the beginning to like get? into the feeling of like right we're gonna go out there even though we may be booed even though we may be you know people may be crying going crazy in the front row what do you what do you do to to come together we we play games you play games yeah we dress up and get makeup well they do (laughs) and uh (laughs) you still look great on stage oh thank you thank you i guess it's (laughs) kind of from the theater we did like a theater show last year actresses in the band yeah so we do these warm-up games we we had (laughs) you have more than one (laughs) we well we were all in this this play, uh, play yes. so I guess we, <laughs> we have a lot of actresses. Yes, we are nine actresses. <laughs> so what do you what do you do? What games do you play? We do like you know, the like it's it's games bunny. that we kind of you know. Bunny bunny. Yeah, bunny bunny. We gain <laughs> trust. Wait, what is that? Oh, yeah, it's the trust warm up theater. Thea- yeah, it's games. a it's a trust it's trust games. Yeah. And eye contact. Yeah, the focus. To another person and She's making. Uh, let me just explain for the people who are listening. Like bunny ears. Making bunny ears <laughs> with your two yeah. index finger and middle finger. And I would say like bunny, 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 bunny. And then, and she, then says she would bunny, take bunny, it bunny to the next one. Bunny, bunny. And the person like next uh, <laughs> on the opposite side of her would have to go. Tiki-taki, tiki-taki. <laughs> and they're saying tiki-taki when they're moving their hands, like waving yeah, from yeah, one side to the other. <laughs> I'm a bunny, a thank you. <laughs> and then we do it like faster and faster yeah. and faster. And like Get eventually it sounds ca- you know, like where demonic. Did that, where did that start? Where did that come from? It's like uh, one of the girls in yeah, the group is like, a, she's uh, yeah. she's an actress, yeah. So she has a lot of different like, uh, you know, warm-ups for the theater. So she mm-hmm. usually... And we have these yeah, a lot of verbal practices, like and then to pronounce letters. Right before a show, we always say, we like put our hands together and say, "Eight hjarta sem slær í takt," which means one heart that beats in unison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, from our, yeah, from our play. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask you if you had any Icelandic like favorite sayings or favorite things. Because obviously, for me, I don't I don't understand the language as much as I would like to. That's but is definitely there? That. It's, it's no. definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> there. No, I mean no. that's not a saying. It's just something we made <laughs> up for the play. Um, Do you have any any things? We say it jokes. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean I don't know what. Yeah. It's so very, you know. You know, it's it's really from the heart. It's not be we're not being cool or tough or anything. It's just like 
mm, you know, it's from the I heart. I need to explain this quote to you, Raka. Yeah. <laughs> You're not understanding <laughs> it right. Well, um. this, uh, like, they, they haven't explained it to me as being a member so for a year. So this is how <laughs> I feel when we do it. Yeah. Yep. Don't That's explain it. No, no, I'm sorry. Don't. Let's keep it that way. I, I want to yeah. keep it that way. Yeah. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> I've yeah. Favorite saying in Icelandic, like... Mm. Is that a weird um, question? Maybe no. it's like me being like, I'm a foreigner and this is all really exciting. But is there yeah. something maybe that really, maybe something that your parents say or taught you when you were, and that really makes you feel inspired and like to get over things? Uh, wow. Well, there is like a very <laughs> common saying in Iceland. It's thetaretast, uh, which is like, it's gonna be all we'll figure it out or yeah. it's, it's gonna be fine because people don't like to organize their stuff in Iceland. Yeah, but we always <laughs> have way too much to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but from parents. I think like all of our most of our like sayings are based on fishing. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like Landi, <laughs> which is like to help somebody to, you know, get to the shore and mm. that means like I can help you with finishing your food and like mm-hmm. we, I mean basically all all our sayings is yeah. are like oh we have also like, very like something is up it's like yeah. here's a fish under the stone <laughs> <laughs> kind of formal and old yeah and but yeah but yeah. I, I like this it's very stupid because people sometimes say uh, like it will heal before you get married and when I was a kid I was like what if I never get married this is never gonna heal what do you mean it's not on my schedule to get married anytime soon I'm gonna have this wound forever so yeah that, yeah we have a lot of formal old ones and I guess a lot of meaningless stupid ones as well yeah. Is there anything that let's end off here because I'm sure you need to go. Is there anything from the collective, maybe one of your songs that there's a line or a phrase that you really love? Raka is so super excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a fan, you know, Okesley is just you know sums up everything. The the course, no, the the, the course is. The course. Yeah. That course. Yeah. All right. How does it go? Yeah, so net a jäger It just means like I'm so cool that I'm really cool. <laughs> it's just like a very um, what cool. statement. We say in Icelandic, which means, means kind of disgusting. disgusting. So it's dis 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 disgustingly cool. Yeah, it's it's sort of like a wordplay, I guess, yeah. on like because uh, at the time we released it, we were called disgusting a lot so yeah. we made a song called disgusting but like the Used chorus goes the, like yeah. yes i'm so cool that i'm disgustingly cool well thank you so much for being a part of this show and for sharing a little of your lives i really appreciate it and obviously i have been a fan for a while <laughs> and i don't boo i'm like right they're going <laughs> yes. and for the face i just opened my mouth and looked in wonder um but yeah thank you so much and uh, l- how do people find you if they don't know about your music you can find us on spotify um facebook instagram uh, and our uh website which is rvkdtr.is and we are under the name reykjavik which means the daughters of reykjavik and um you might not know how to spell it, but you will have to figure it out.
This Must Be The Gig is produced by Adam Kibble and we'd like to thank Billy Yost and the Kickback for our theme song, Rube, and buy their music at thekickbackband.com. Lexi Frame for the artwork, Daniel Brater and Dean Berger for the additional sound design, and the Consequence Podcast Network where you'll find a bunch of other amazing shows. listened this far why not go the extra mile and leave us a review on apple podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts your comments provide valuable feedback for us and it helps other people find us too for information on new episodes be sure to follow us on facebook twitter or instagram at tmbtgpod and generally just irritate everyone you know about the show thanks again and i miss you already Consequence Podcast Network.